are listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. And now, bringing you the latest in science fiction movies and television shows. Here are your hosts. They're long and fucked. This is a capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. This is episode 60. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Hartside. And hello, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And we are excited to be here talking about the shows we're watching, spoiling them, and just having a heck of a good time. Yep. You know, the one thing that we did not hear about in this week's episode, listener feedback episode, if we did not hear about anyone that went to Spidey. Yeah, that's, so, that's uh, okay. So, listeners, you're letting us down here. If you went to see Spidey 4, a.k.a. the reboot, The mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man, let us know what you thought because we want to know whether it's really worth our while seeing it. would like to hear from you. Yeah. I guess $200 million doesn't lie, but you can never trust money. <laughs> that's you true. You can never trust money. You should know that by now. It could have a, a, a strong opening night, but um, – the next night, who knows? Yeah, what's going on in your sci-fi world? I know we just podcasted mm-hmm. last week. What happened over the weekend for you? Not a terrible lot. I'm still reading through that Star Trek novel, um, Typhon Impact, uh, Raise the Dawn. So I'm still enjoying that. Uh, saw the new Falling Skies this weekend. Uh, that was uh, that was very enjoyable. Um, and just doing some rewatch of some Star Trek Voyager and um, and some Stargate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I am I finished Transformers three and I liked it. Oh, good. I did feel it ended quickly. Mm-hmm. I did, um, but it was great to see Nimoy just rip the shreds. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, no, not Nimoy. I mean uh, Sentinel Prime. Sentinel Prime mm-hmm. rip the shreds by Optimus Prime. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, what a grueling, destructive end to Chicago. Yeah, this was. I want to say this. This was even a little darker than the last two films. It was very dark. Yeah, it was very dark. But at least they got rid of those humorous robots that that kind of ruined the second movie. Oh, the twins. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm glad that they were uh, destroyed. I didn't miss. Didn't miss them. <laughs> no. No. Didn't at all. Mm-hmm. And I could have done. I could have done without at the very end. You know. You know. Shy is running up to his Victoria's Secret model and giving <laughs> her a hug and her pouty lips and whatever. But anyways, I did enjoy Transformers Three. It was it was a great ride. Certainly a great treadmill movie. And oh yeah, I, did, I, did, I watched it on the uh, on the uh, cycle. Mm-hmm. On the um, what do they call those? Oh, the uh, stationary bike. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's thank you, Miles, for telling me that. You're welcome. No, no. But uh, I too have watched Falling Skies. Can't wait to talk about that a little bit later on in the show. And um, still keeping up with Tron Up Uprising. Although I don't think we watched an episode since the last time we talked. And uh, I'm watching um, Ninjago, which is more of a fantasy samurai bent to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a Lego creation. And I'm watching it with my son. He mm-hmm. absolutely loves Ninjago. Of course, he also loves acting it out, which is terrible. 
Yeah, yeah, that can't be too good. No, no, because it's never good because he thinks he should do this in the crowd of people. And uh, yeah, no, never good. Not a so, good at all. <laughs> so we've limited him to one Jago a day, and then he has to watch an educational show. Something to kind of calm yeah, so him he down. Can, he needs his calm. Yes. He needs his calm, but he, mm-hmm. he loves it. Thankfully, he doesn't watch a ton of TV, except for that. Right. So. <laughs> well, let's start off with Jen from New York, who wrote in an email, and she's kind of commenting a little bit, Miles, on this idea of comics, reading comics. And I think this is kind of a take on, remember, she was the one that was reading those mashup comics and really liking them. Right. Um, but she's also t- weighing in on the whole discussion in on digital versus going to a comic book store. Okay. So, Miles, why don't you go ahead and take take this and um, maybe we will, uh, let me see where she's at. Um, oh, she does see the new Spider-Man movie. So let's stop when she gets to that part and we'll just talk about the comics first and then mm-hmm. we'll talk about the Spidey movie. Hi, guys. Just wanted to write in and answer a quick question saying I think I have officially become a reader, especially of comics lately, especially since I have my iPod and I treat myself to a tablet. And it has, has made it all the more convenient for me to get back into reading comics again. Not that I have anything against comic book stores, but since there aren't that many around me lately, the last time I went to one, the one thing I have always liked about going to them was being able to walk around and browse them. But the owner was starting to become a, a pusher shorts pusher of a sorts that we that we had to subscribe to an, a, a book we wanted to get. And after a while, I was just kind of like, maybe I don't want to subscribe. So that just made things uncomfortable back. And, and I also kept thinking of the clutter, too. I can only imagine what it must be like for someone who lives in a tiny apartment and having all those many piles of books surrounding them. I can imagine that what is a hoarder would be like, too. Oh, that kind of... Although that kind of was like us, because when we were younger, my uh, brothers and I had lots of uh, of ones, but but after so long, we just we just couldn't sell them. So I, I just like the convenience now of having all of my book and comics magazines with me. I started reading lately the Doctor, I'm sorry, the Doctor De- Walking Dead series, which I had to get back into eventually. I finally got the second Star Trek Doctor Who comic, which I didn't read it at all, try to to savor it since it takes so long for the next one to come out. I I of course. Uh, like my Supernatural has comics too, and that the Star Trek D Space Nine series sounds good too that you mentioned. That's going on my wish list next. Yeah, and I think that's where she kind of talks mm-hmm. about reader. But she talks about how for her it's been a way, and she makes a good point that having it on your tablet, on your Kindle, mm-hmm. on your on your iPad, or whatever on your Nexus, whatever it is, Galaxy Tab, you know. Having it on that means you can take your entire collection anywhere. Right. Because it's digital. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with paperback. Oh, no. I mean, I still have in storage lots of Star Trek novels. Um, but since I got my Kindle for uh, my birthday a couple of years ago, um, it, obviously I, I don't have to worry about uh, – you know, losing you know storage space, or you know, or, or looking for storage space. Right, unless so, Amazon goes down, right? Right. Well, and I, and I, you know, I'm not not saying that that'll never happen, but it's but it's highly unlikely. And I, yeah, as I, I don't have a tablet yet. I, I maybe not not too distant future I'll get one. Your something. Kindle's a tablet, Miles. It's just a different type of tablet. Well, e- well, even my Kindle is kind of old school now compared to what you know the Kindle Fire. I mean, uh, right. But um, I I would like to get you know upgraded sometime soon, but. But but as far as buying books goes, on, on I still buy books on that Kindle, and it, it you know. Do you it, buy paper books? Uh, rarely now. No, it's unless yeah. it's you know if it's if it's if it's novels, if it's fiction, it's just going to go on my Kindle. It's just um, it's just a lot more convenient. Here's where I buy paper. I just recently have gotten this kick, and I'm into running. 
mm-hmm. subscribe to Runner's World magazine. To buy it through the iPad, $44. To buy a subscription one year for it, mm-hmm. paper, $22. Oh. Which do you think I bought? Well, gosh, I, I, I would assume the latter. <laughs> yeah, the paper. And, and there are some books that were recommended that I can buy used for like three, four bucks. I'm not going to spend 14 bucks on them when I can get them used. And even if I pay $3 in shipping, I'm paying 6 $7 mm-hmm. for them. I'm saving money. So in those cases, I'm buying paper. I'm buying the paper and I'm carrying them. Yeah, if it, I mean, if it's a question of saving money, I mean, then it's no brainer than to go, you know, dead tree media. But I mean, see, this is the problem with our electronic media is that. You know, people think they can charge the same price with the electronic media. And, mm-hmm. you know, really, if you aren't paying for printing costs, mm-hmm. if you aren't paying for paper, then you should be able to offer the Kindle edition, um, the i the iPad edition, whatever edition you have out there, you should be able to charge quite a bit less for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I pay on average about seven ninety nine for a book, and that's about the same price you'd pay. You know, for for paperback. Yeah, I mean, come on, it should be cheaper. You know, I, what what, I'm, what I am getting is convenience as far as um, you are. I mean, I don't have to drive out to the book. I mean, I I enjoy always enjoyed going to the bookstore, but just I could you know in the comfort of my own home, just buy the next book. Technically, you're saving money and gas. I'm saving money on gas, saving time. You know, it's 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 a bit of a trade off. I mean. Um, there, there, but Jen talked about going to a comic book store. I I like going to a comic book store. I like to see everything they have. Not, I mean, they, they sell other things besides comic books, and um, and, and there's there's that big comic book store in in, in New York City that I, I like to go to. I mean, it's just a you know they they sell uh, action figures, toys, T-shirts. Um, I like you know the whole comic book experience. Um, mm. She she's kind of seemed like describing the. The owner as the you know for for listeners that watch Big Bang Theory um, know the character of Stewart who owns the comic book store that right. uh, the, the guys uh, frequent. I mean, kind of seems to describe him a little bit. I mean, he lives in that tiny little apartment uh, or something in, in in the comic book store. But um, yeah, it, it's a double edged sword. I mean, I, I, I um, maybe when I do get a, a tablet, I'll, I might buy them digital because I think there is there's there is some savings from buying them digitally, but. Um, but I do like the comic book store experience. There's just something about it. Yeah, uh, there's certainly. I've been in. I, I you know I began walking to my first comic book store with my son because mm-hmm. I didn't grow up with comics. So even though I encountered them and I've seen them at cons, and I don't really call, I don't really call that a comic book store. I've seen them in you know major bookstores, right? But you know we have a we have the comic store in Lancaster City, and it is the uh, it is you know. It is truly a comic book store with everything you just described. Yeah. Action figures, games, T-shirts, posters, mm-hmm. and has a kid's section. We spend a lot of time in the kid's mm-hmm. section because obviously my son's five. Right. But he enjoys – you know, he has the uh, first issue – first two issues of The Ultimate Spider-Man. Okay. That he's working, working mm-hmm. his way through. That's supposed to be age appropriate. And back in the day, I mean before the internet, um, how you – I heard there was a Star Trek or science fiction convention happening in a place. Uh, I found out from my local comic book store. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, maybe maybe you could find out in a magazine someplace, but, you know, that's that's where, that's how I found out there was, a, you know, a convention coming to my area was was through the comic book store. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I have great affection for the whole comic book store experience. My big, my big complaint is that you're going you're gonna to put it electronically, give it to me a little bit cheaper. I'm certainly willing to buy it electronically, right? Um, but in my mind, there's there's a racket going on here. Yeah, in, the need, in my yeah. mind, mm-hmm. 
And if you disagree, please let me know because I would love to be disagreed with. But mm-hmm. I think that, you know, honestly, listeners, that we should be getting stuff a little bit cheaper if it's electronic. And if I'm going to buy a paper, I'm willing to pay for a paper, you know? They're, they're, I agree. They're, 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 they should discount it. You know, at least a dollar or two. I mean, for discount it. They, you know, technically they aren't even discounting. They just aren't charging for what they aren't using. You know, they aren't. They aren't. You know, sh- they aren't. They aren't. Sh- you know, sh- they aren't shelling. The producers, the publishers, aren't shelling out money for mm-hmm. the paper. No, why? Why right. should they be charging me for the paper and the dead dream media? All you, right? all you're buying is a file, basically. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. our maybe we're maybe we're paying for hosting cost. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But an interesting uh, point of discussion, Jen. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, let's move on. Do you want me to read the next part of this? Sure, that won't so, um And I did get to see the new Spider-Man movie, and I must say it was pretty good. It was good to see Sally Fields and Martin Sheen as Ant-Man and Uncle Ben. And as much as it was a reboot remake of sorts, they put their own twist on it. As much as I wasn't sure about it going into it because I wasn't sure what they were trying to say about Peter Parker's parents, we still don't know yet. It was good to see Dennis Leary as well. It was funny to see how they had all these big names in it and Spidey was a new guy. Well, technically not. He was in the, the social network and some other things. But mm-hmm. um, they also had C. Thomas Howell in it as well, which was, was a surprise. And if any of you remember who that is, it was nice to see him again. Do you know who that Thomas Howell is? I, if I remember correctly, uh, he was a uh, child, teenage actor, kind of big during the whole Brat Pack era back in the mid, mid-80s. Um, I think one of his big movies was um, – uh, it was a S.E. Hinton novel. Um, the Outsiders? The Outsiders, the yeah. Outsiders. He, he was the main character in that movie. I, I think if, that, if that's who um, – So, Jen, you'll have to let Miles know if he is dead on because right. you know, Miles – has tons of information in that head of his. So he's probably right. But um, So I definitely recommend it. I guess I'll have to wait for the DVD for Battleship and Dark Shadows and Prometheus. The only reason I wasn't crazy about seeing it because it was a prequel to Aliens. It was always hard to do prequels. For instance, Star Wars 1, 2, and 3. Ouch. <laughs> Although I hear in the case of Prometheus, Jen, apparently it was worth it. We're getting a lot of listeners um, saying good things about Prometheus. But movies I'm still looking forward to seeing soon. Of course, the new Batman, The Watch, starring Ben Stiller. I haven't heard that one. But Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn looks very funny where they're a part of a little neighborhood watch and they come across an alien. Oh, and the new Total Recall movie looks pretty cool, even though I've never been crazy about the Colin Colin Farrell. And I was never crazy about the original, even though it starred, starred Arnie Schwarzenegger in it. Did never understand it at the time. And I couldn't get into the new animated Tron cartoon unless it didn't catch me uh, in the right mood or something. I did wind up watching was a new Spider-Man cartoon in the new Avengers too on DXDHD. I'm not sure what channel that is. Is that Disney XD? But they're pretty cool. They even showed Mrs. Marvel, which she has hardly ever been shown before in a cartoon. That is kind of cool, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and as for other TV shows, I still have yet to see the new episode of Falling Skies. I had three shows to tape last night, but always wind up watching True Blood. That's still a pretty good show. I also taped, uh, I also taped um, the new Talking Dead last night after the marathon they showed on the Walking Dead series. Didn't get to watch that either. Tonight I have Eureka still left to watch. Um, and I think it's the third to last episode of the show. Lost Girl, Teen Wolf. So I'm so glad I have the shows to watch. And as for my five of five rematch movie, rewatch movies you should watch, we should save this for a rewatch. We should save this list for a uh, re- uh, uh, five and five. Yeah, you're giving us some uh, yeah, interesting you know choices Jen? here. Jen, we're going we're gonna to tantalize you listeners. And Jen, we, we're going to share that in our sci-fi five and five coming up. So mm-hmm. 
and uh, and we'll, we'll we'll go for that. So I got to make sure I cut that out. Um, uh, I believe that's it. Anyways, I can't think of anything else. I hope it wasn't too long. Always look forward to the next podcast. Jen from New York. Jen, thanks for writing in, as always. So any comment on any of the shows she's watching or anything like that? Um, looks like she got caught up on Walking Dead, um, which, I, I you know, we can't wait till season three comes out. I mean, there's talk of, you know, a season, a three-minute trailer coming out, or it's either out soon, so... Can't wait for that too. I didn't. I didn't see if it is out. That's mm-hmm. sure. I haven't seen it yet either. But um, yeah, the, the other show she's watching, I, I'm not, not watching right now. I'm sad to say that she's in, did not get into Tron. Mm-hmm. But I am kind of excited about the uh, Mrs. Marvel movie. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So um, with us, with us appearing as a special guest, who just kind of waltzed into the sh- into the show, Miles. I think we have a replacement for you. Oh, okay. I've it been is, replaced. It is Mr. Kiefer Herzog himself. Say hi, Kiefer. Hi. So, Kiefer, tell us, you and I have been watching the new Tron Uprising movie, uh, TV series. What do you think of Beck? Um, he's really cool. He's like a sky has a ring. And um, maybe he has, like, something where he goes, like, he throws it, then do you like the, slash. Does it, does, it, does it become the light cycle? Do you like the light cycle? Yeah, there's a light cycle in it, and, and it's... And right now there is, it's 22 and Jay. Um, and is this the, uh, and who are they fighting in it? Do you know? Um, um, they're fighting the orange ones. Oh yeah, the orange guy is in it, right? Now who's helping back? The white Tron. The white Tron yeah. is an um, EC3D and... Like Star Wars is about like Archie. Star Wars, but we are watching Star Wars. We're watching. We did watch. Actually, Kiefer's right. We did start watching Clone Wars, the very first season. Oh, very good. So, first two episodes we watched of Clone Wars, right? Yeah. yeah and, do, and, do you like um, Do you like Clone Wars? Um, could I talk? Yeah. Now yeah. About Star Wars. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and Star Wars is about like these guys, and there's like two, and like there's the. So that little interlude with Kiefer, mm-hmm. yeah, speaking about mixing a little bit of Tron and Star Wars together, yeah, you know that, that would be a, that would be an interesting mashup, wouldn't it? Very interesting indeed. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's let's move into. We're going to talk about Tron Uprising here in a little bit. In fact, why don't I talk about it now since we've kind of been talking about it? So Tron, I have Tron Uprising in our notes here. I've been watching Tron and bragging about it. And Jason had this to say in the podcast. Uh, Jason, uh, of course. Um, 
who's on Jason Taylor on a Facebook fan page, said, Tron Uprising takes place after the 1982 film, but before the second movie, Legacy. I'm sure it's being broadcast in Disney XD rather than Disney has something to do with it not doing well. And I'm sure, too, because that's a, you know, a, you know, a less of an audience for it, as far as that goes. However, I did check it out. It's actually a spinoff of Tron Legacy. Okay. Uh, because do, you saw Tron, right? Did we see it together? We saw it together. We saw it. So in Tron, I mean... In Tron Legacy, Tron dies or disappears, right? Right. They are dealing with the ramifications of that in Tron Mm -hmm. Uprising. I mean, he's disjointed. He's not dead, but he's pretty broken and beat up because of that fall Mm -hmm. and that fight that he has with Clue, Mm -hmm. right? Um, So it it follows kind of the supposed death of Tron, the recent movie. So I kind of think it it kind of bridges – I thought I read somewhere too that it kind of comes out of the Tron Legacy movie. And that was the way I understood it. That's what that's what it seems like to me, yeah. Yeah, so uh, – but that's a little bit about it. But Kiefer obviously likes it. I have an episode we haven't watched yet, so we'll have to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, he did have one other thing to say, and I just threw this in here. Uh, Jason said he couldn't help but laugh when we said that we like movies that make us think, but neither one of us got Inception. <laughs> <laughs> so any comment, Miles? Uh Jason, maybe, maybe get Inception, off of it. Maybe get in, off of it, Jason. <laughs> in, in, yeah, Inception. I mean, I it made my head hurt. I mean, I, you know, I don't mind being made to think, but if it hurts my head, I don't know if that's a good thing either. Yeah, well, I, I you know, again, I will admit, maybe I should give Inception another chance, and I just haven't. Um, I do like movies that make me think, but. But I also, you know, Leo, Leo DiCaprio, seriously. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I'm just whatever. Uh, let's move on here. Let's talk Falling Skies. Let right? us talk Falling Skies. We love Falling Skies. You watched the most recent episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting episode where they kind of uh, almost have this connection with one of the aliens. Well, th- yeah. I mean, one, one what of the Red aliens, Eye, Red Eye's name is. Red Eye is basically he wants to join the resistance and. They're not really ready to leave, quick to accept him. Well, and you can understand it from their end. Oh, very much so, yeah. But you know, he doesn't. St- they still have him at the end, right? He doesn't die or anything. No, he he doesn't die. But his speaker, you know, that, that boy Rick, I believe it. You know, I, I, he's a victim of. I mean, I think it was probably accidental. You know, he try. You know, he gets he gets get, end up getting killed at the end. Right. Well, and I wasn't expecting to see him back at all. So when he came back, I was like, oh. Here he is again. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, lit up, you know. Right. Um, but what an eerie beginning. You see him kind of praying as the sun's coming up. It's kind of this eerie spiritual mm-hmm. type thing happening. He's communing with, I guess, the other, you know, yeah. other skitters and also communing with Ben, too. Yeah, it's very interesting. Very interesting look and. um it would be interesting if they moved the route of an alliance between a rogue faction of skitters. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be an interesting look. I could see it going that way. I mean, things have not gone well for the human resistance. I mean, they've had some small victories. They need here. some help, and so I, I suspect it's going. They're going to have to make an alliance with 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 Red Eye and whoever you know his his band of. Uh, of resistance fighters are yeah so hey we'll see what happens but i i, I like the episode mm-hmm. it, it did feel kind of filler to me you know it didn't feel like it, it didn't really advance the storyline too much we get a little bit more i guess with ben but mm-hmm. you know it didn't really advance the storyline 
And maybe, I, maybe I'm being premature. It might be an integral part of the storyline. Well, I, just I, I think, you know, with, 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 Hal, with uh, Hal and Margaret, I mean, I think uh, uh, we, we either see, you know, obviously we see their chemistry um, it sort of express itself a little more, although she, she, she kind of pushes him away, but it looks like she's not, you know, there's still definitely, um, you know, she, she may have pushed him away, but she doesn't necessarily want him to leave sort of thing. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting response from the doctor when they bring the skitter in as well. Mm-hmm. Like, do we help him? We aren't going to waste medicine on him. You know, the whole, yeah, she, usually she is the voice of compassion and, but and not this time, but remember she was there when they, wasn't they, weren't she there when they brought the other skitter in? Well, she's, and, and if I recall, she's, she's the one who actually killed the other skitter. Yeah. So she has no compassion for the <laughs> skitters, <laughs> hands down. Um, mm-hmm. By the way, Richard Navarre's, uh, uh, Navarrete said, I might be botching your last name, said, this episode was a total fraud. No one in this, no one in, not one bit of sky fell this episode. <laughs> yes, we know it's called Falling Skies. Why don't you read the uh, first uh, first part of Lee's uh, response? Sure. She was talking about, now Lee, if you'll remember, we've talked about what's going through season one of Falling Skies. Had never watched a show, turned on to it, and... Um, Let's go ahead and hear what he has to say. Hi, guys. Another uh, great podcast, and I love Scott. And I owe Scott an apology. He loves for, me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> for, for not giving him a, an answer about the uh, season one finale of Falling Skies that, that uh, he asked about. Uh, so, so here it is. I thought the storyline about the uh, kids being kidnapped and then uh, handed over to the Skidders was good, and it really made the commander of that group easy to hate and be discouraged with, with, how, with how could a human do that. That is a good question and why I love the, this storyline. It, it, it takes you where most people would never go, yet some do, and it's all about looking after yourself and, and the heck with others. It was a good ending to the season one, but I was looking for uh, a little more action. But what I'm hearing about the start of season two, I, I won't have to wait long. Thank you guys for turning me on to Falling Skies. I should be caught up sometime this week. Peace and long life, Lee. Yeah, you know, and, and Lee – we're, you're, you're right. Season two, ton more action. Yeah, season one was probably more character driven, trying to get you know know these people first. Well, TNT's response, you know, their slogan was "We know drama, right?" Right. Was, you know, they, they are a drama driven show. You think about all the shows they have. Uh, that drama is still there, but we they threw a ton more action into the season so far. I think they realize. I mean, as much as I love the show, that it's it, it still needed that action, and um, and so they're definitely giving it to us this season. Yeah. Uh, he went on to say, I did make a mistake with my last note, and I guess I lost my mind. Yes, the last episode was about getting the kids back. One big part of it, and somehow that somehow left out, was that John, not John, excuse me, Noah, uh, went to get uh, went with the tall alien. We need the name for them. Aboard his ship with the promises of saving his son from the aliens, and the last we see of him uh, was when he goes into the blinding light is taken away. And his commander is dumbstruck that he did such a thing. And was this a true ending? The alien and the ship were very cool. Looking forward to, and he's looking forward to season two. And he goes from the lost mind of Lee. Hmm. And uh, he had one more thing. He said it was his Noah's screen name was Tom, not John. Sorry for all the mistakes, but I have out of town family here, and my mind's not in the queue. Sorry, guys. Thanks for all your hard work. Um, I. I'm having trouble keeping all the names of the characters straight. Yeah, down. we sometimes we're saying, you know, the professor and yeah. the the guy that's heading second mass, and uh, right, and uh, um, Noah Wiley's character, right, and, right, 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 and you know we and you know the, you know the guy from Stargate that uh, that plays the uh, Renegade, uh, mm-hmm. you know. 
And um, I, 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 the guy I, from Sanctuary, you know. So I have their IMDb page up just in case, you know, so I can refer to it. Right, right. So see, we, see we're allowed to cheat in the show here. And you guys don't know. It sounds like we're all intelligent half the time. And the other half of the time, we're just kind of making stuff up as we go. We were, we're yes. <laughs> but no, I'm glad that you're into it. I'm glad that you like Falling Skies. Falling Skies is a really good show. I really hope it gets a third season. Oh, yeah, I, I do too. And I think after, I, I don't know how the ratings are doing. Have you found out anything about ratings recently? I haven't, no, I haven't heard anything new yet. Yeah, right. Well, um, I did want to, this came from, um, ah, who shared this note? I should have. Let me see if I can find out. I have I have a note here. This next one was shared by, um, all right, I don't have the guy's name. Um, I'm going to, Rayburn, uh, some design, something like that. Um, he shared this next note, and he, he was talking, he, he put in a YouTube clip, and it was about the impracticality of superhero outfits. Oh. And I thought, even though we aren't going to watch a clip here, uh, let's talk about this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Superhero out- outfits. How practical is it to be running around with a cape? Well, I think the movie um, The Incredibles uh, showed us that. <laughs> right, and that was the clip that he used. Mm-hmm. That, you know, here we have a cape, and everything that can go wrong with a cape. Now, in some cases, the cape has become pretty integral. Sure. Like Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, Superman doesn't really need his cape. No, he doesn't. Definitely not. Yeah. So that cape, but he, but let me tell you, Superman without the cape would be weird. Yeah, I think they've you know tried maybe future versions Superman without the cape, but they always come back to when they you know. So what? What I mean, I don't know. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I mean it's. Uh, the cape looks good, but I mean, I mean Superman, I, Superman he, he's he's a, he's an alien. He's you know he's basically indestructible, so it's not going to be you know a big deal if he gets his cape stuck someplace. Are, are, are tights essential for a superhero? I mean, do you need to wear your underwear outside your tights? I'm just saying. Oh well, well, um, unless it's unless it's cold outside. I mean, that's you know. Well, I mean, and you know, the material that your tights are made out of might be you know. What do they call those new uh, thermo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, arm under armor, whatever they call it, mm-hmm. you know, that, that you can wear, that runners wear, right? Maybe mm-hmm. that keeps them warm. So, so it could be and maybe just, you know, if they fly or run. We don't need baggy clothes. At least that won't get in the way. Yeah, I mean, I think baggy clothes probably be more of a hindrance than, uh, yeah. than wearing, wear, you know, something tight. But you're going to have to have the physique to, to be able to wear those uh, right, right. costumes. And I, and I can't say that I'm there. Yeah, I'm a I'm a long way from there myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll, 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 you know, if I'm a superhero, I'll be in a trench coat or something. Well, let's talk about uh, if you want to weigh in on what you think about superheroes and the practicality of their outfits. Let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts, listeners. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, we mentioned this in our main show, so we'll save the story for that. But Roland Emmerich came out saying, "Hey, we're looking at doing a Stargate sequel and an ID Four sequel," and. Um, and some of you listeners weighed in on that, and we'll share a little bit about what people said. Why don't you take Jen's thoughts? So Jen says, I keep hearing about this. I keep wondering if he could do it now with all the old actors are just a bit older now. Uh, other characters, other characters? Uh, other actors, other characters maybe? Well, you know, I think in ID4 and Stargate, in mm-hmm. both cases, you could put other actors in there. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, ID4, you put Will Smith, Jeff Goldblum in there, and those they helped make that movie what it was. Right. I mean, they're... They're both, you know, fifteen plus years older now. Oh but, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Uh, uh, they could probably. P- I think they could pull it them- off again. I think, but you know, you could start with a new cast and the aliens coming back. You know, 
a hundred years in the future, mm-hmm. coming back for retribu- retribution, and we've kind of upped the ante. We've prepared for it a bit more, and mm-hmm. you know, we we you we you know we we um, used some of their tech that they left in the world and kind of rebuilt or you know, reverse engineered it. Right, right. You could easily do something like that, mm-hmm. and even with Stargate, you don't need the same crew. You can you know just like they do with Atlantis or or with um, uh, Universe, you could put mm-hmm. a different crew. I, I could see with, 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 if if they do another Stargate movie, then I could. I, I, I would I would think they'd do a reboot, not necessarily you know go back to the nineteen ninety four. I'm going to tell you approach. what though, they could easily get James Spader. He's not doing anything. And you know when we when we had the opportunity, <laughs> and Kurt to, Russell too. Come on, he's not doing right. anything. Uh, but uh, well, and Christopher Judge told us um, you know he could free himself up to, you know to be in being a Stargate project. Yeah, except that you know they're they're, they're going to keep it separate from the TV series. Right, they're going to have to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But we were talking about this earlier. People are going to go see this movie just because it's Stargate. Sure, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's like, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, oh, by the way, Jason chimed in and said Harrison Ford was 65 plus when he filmed Indy 4. Not sure how much age would factor in as long as you have got Will Smith. They said he wouldn't do it without, they wouldn't do it without him. So apparently he's on board. Hmm. That at least suggests he is on board. Mm-hmm. Well, I believe that's about it, Miles. Any other news for the listener feedback episode? Anything we didn't talk about we need to talk about? I think we covered it well for this week. Yeah, very, very good. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. And if you want to you know, weigh in on Spidey or this whole idea of digital versus print comics and you know whether they should be charging the same or we should be paying less for electronic copies or – do stupid heroes have the stupidest costumes ever? Hmm. That's what we want to hear from you in this next week's episode. So let us know. Call us at one 888 508 Email us to the sci-fi diner podcast at You can just type your email or attach an MP3. And um, we would just love to hear from you. And we'll see you in, well, I guess, about two weeks, right? Right. So, um, and uh, But thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Till next time, good night and good luck. We will see you.